Psalm 84, and we'll read verses 11 and 12. Psalm 84, 11. Psalmist says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will He withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man who trusts in You. And we'll bow our heads together and ask the Lord to bless this lesson tonight. Heavenly Father, we praise You, Lord, for what You allow to come in our lives, Father. We praise You, Father, that we can trust You to protect us from what we need to be protected from. And You can strengthen us, Lord, and enable us to endure those things, Lord, that You haven't shielded us from. I praise You, Father, that we can trust You for this, to do a good work in our lives, Father, through whatever means is necessary. Thank You for the assurance, and help us to take assurance in this understanding, Father, as we consider Your Word this evening. Bless us, Lord, and help us to seek you and pursue you in everything that you have for us. We praise you tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you can, as it closes there, where it says, Blessed is the man or the woman. Blessed is the person who trusts in you. Trust is something that's earned from someone typically. Something that, well, that they... Well, that they receive from you because of your experience and understanding of them in certain contexts, certain uh, situations. You know, oftentimes I'll go eat with somebody, and you know, if we're not familiar with the restaurant, someone might the person. I don't typically do; it's just not my way. But sometimes people will say, "Well, what do you suggest? You know, what do you what do you offer? And the, what do you think is the best thing here?" And they're like, "Trust me, the spaghetti is the best thing on the menu." You know. Maybe in that context you could trust them because they're familiar with it and they, they understand what the spaghetti is and they understand you know, that someone might enjoy it for this reason or that. You might trust that person though, even though you haven't met them at all, just based on the context there. And the same person, if you're falling off of a, or going to rappel down a mountain, you might not trust them to rig your gear up for you, you know, if you're going to rappel. Trust me, I got this. I know spaghetti real well. I can take care of this rope for you and these knots and stuff. You wouldn't trust them, perhaps, because the context is different. The experience isn't there. If you haven't ever been with them, haven't ever seen them rig up a rope for you, uh, whatever the case may be. Now, as I say quite often, uh, I'm familiar with just about everybody here, if not everybody, and I know that we all have some measure, some deep experience with the Lord God. We have a context with Him. Our context is our whole life. And we have experience with Him. And our testimony services, if you've ever been here on a Sunday evening or any other time that we've borne testimony, testimony services bear witness to the fact that we have experience with Him. That's why I'm such a a big fan and a proponent of those things, because we bear witness to what He has done and the experience that we have with Him. Uh, David says this in 2 Samuel 22 and verse 31. He says, As for God, His way is perfect. And he testifies to that fact of the experience that we can base our trust in the Lord on. The word of the Lord is proven, he says, or tried or tested or refined or flawless. There are a lot of different aspects of this word proven, but what I think it's a good translation there. It's been proven. It's been assayed and assessed for what it is, and it's proven absolutely trustworthy. Uh, in all aspects. He is a shield to all who trust in Him. And so we should. We should trust Him no matter what. And we're blessed if we trust in Him. Whether it's a difficult time or whether it's an easy time, whether it's a time that makes us cry or whether it's a time that makes us rejoice, we can trust in the Lord and take joy and blessing in knowing 
that he's there. And so says this statement that we opened up with here. Uh, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. And this is our focus and one of the reasons and one of the contexts wherein we can trust the Lord. The Lord God is a sun and shield. Now, you understand that God gives us all the sunshine that we need. You know, and and it's easy to recognize the sun that is the Lord, the S-U-N that is the Lord. Sun being... A picture, and an easy picture to see the light that comes from the sun and the growth that comes from the sun as a result of the sun and the clarity that comes as, as a result of its being bright and shining on things and the warmth that comes from it and the comfort. We understand this. It's easy to see that there is good that comes from the sun and that the Lord is indeed a sun to us. The path of the just is like the shining sun, Proverbs 4.18 says. It shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. Just in reading that, it's poetic. And it's not hard to find that the shining sun is a good thing and the path of the just is something that is persistent throughout the day, from the dawning of the day all the way to the end of the day is what that's, what it's demonstrating there. We tend to love the sunshine. I've mentioned it before, 300 days of sunshine is what Colorado always boasted. And when it was two days of cloudy, man, people were going bananas out there. And they would cry and say, what are we going to do? Where's our sun at? I'm like, this is lovely, man. A little overcast never hurt anybody, but you appreciate the sun. We tend to take the sunny times uh, from the hand of God easy. We, we tend to receive those from him. And if you've heard that term, fair weather faith, or being a fair-weather Christian, you know, oftentimes a fair-weather Christian will take those good times and say, thank you, Lord, for these good times, and take them from the hand of God. Now, contrarily, you have the foxhole Christian or foxhole faith, where those people that are stuck in, in a foxhole, things are going bad, that's when they cry out to the Lord. And when things are fair-weather, perhaps they don't uh, cry out to the Lord so much. But when things are bad, then they come back and say, Lord, help us, help us, help us. I guess it would be good to be both a foxhole Christian and a fair-weather Christian. Then you're, you're praising him and all sorts of things. But it's easy. Typically, it's easy to love the sunshine and the sunny things that the Lord brings. This, him being the sun to us and shining and warming and all of those things. I, I praise the Lord for those days. I praise the Lord when I can feel the sunshine of the Lord. Through the tender mercy of our God, Zechariah says in Luke one seventy eight with which the day spring from on high has visited us. Speaking of the Lord Jesus, being the dawning of that sun, it's easy to feel, to feel the warmth of the Lord uh, in those sunny times. Now you understand uh, that the warm times, when we feel the sunniness of the day, those aren't always the measure of his goodness, how warm it feels, how sunny and how bright that it is. Do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering, Paul says in Romans 2.4? Not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance. You understand the goodness of God is not always just the tender things. Not always just the sunny days where everything is A-OK on my way to where the air is sweet. That's Sesame Street, of course. Uh, zippity doo dah I can name a whole number of songs that are feel-good songs based on sunshine. The sunshine of God that warms and enlightens and comforts us, encourages us to grow. It's a piece of that goodness. It's just a facet of that goodness. But it's not always what feels good to us. Psalm 84.11, in the second half of that back in our text, where it says, No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. 
I'm grateful for that. Let's always remember that the goodness of God is not always found in the sunny circumstances. And he doesn't withhold those shady times. He doesn't withhold those things that we need. For the Lord God is a sun and shield, it says in our opening verse. He's not just the sun. He's a shield. Now we understand this speaks to him being a shield and buckler to us. We understand that this speaks of him defending and when damaging things, threatening things, dangerous things are impinging and threatening us. He does quite literally shield us. But you understand in the context of this, the Lord God is a sun shining. But he also, well, he shields us sometimes from the sunny circumstances. Not from his being the sun, but just from those natural circumstances that would make us maybe feel good. He'll shield us from those sometimes. He allows us to suffer. I was talking with Brother Gary, and, and you know, he reiterated as we were just in conversation, not even talking about this, that sometimes suffering is exactly what we need. And I agree. He shields us from the sunny things the Lord does. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 45, we understand there's very little benefit to things being rosy all the time. I didn't want my boys when they were wrestling, I didn't want them just to smoke everybody. I mean, there was a certain part of my natural flesh that just really wanted them to mow through, <laughs> through everybody. But I knew that wasn't realistic, and they would learn a lot more from a loss, or at least a very, very tough, close match, than they would just going out and beating the tar out of some poor kid. You don't learn from those things. He makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good. And sends rain on the just and on the unjust because, well, we learn from the rain. We learn in those shady times. God knows the profit of a little bit of rain for us, of a little bit of shade, naturally speaking. I'm a fan of Bob Ross. <laughs> I, I am. I, man, I don't nap very much, but if I need to take a nap and I have five minutes and I can't get there... You put on Bob Ross, and man, he starts painting those happy little trees and just plugging them in there, and I'm, I would be gone. But he had a little nugget of wisdom. From time to time, Bob would throw those things out there. I'm not sure if his faith was much deeper than this, but it was a couple of miles wide, I believe. And he was talking about the need to create light in his paintings. And he says, you know, if you want to emphasize light and make light shine down, you have to incorporate some dark in there. You have to have some dark. He says, dark on dark is a bunch of nothing. Light on light, light colors on light colors gives you a bunch of nothing. So you can utilize some dark in there to accent the light. And he said, you understand the light without the, you can't understand the light without the darkness, is what he said in this one episode. He says, it's kind of like life, he said. You've got to have a little sadness to understand when the good times are. And he says, I'm waiting for the good times now. And his wife had just died. And I thought that was remarkable. He was waiting for, waiting for the good times to come. But he recognized that the sad things that are incorporated into our life, the shady times, help us to appreciate the good times. Now, man, that might sound like pie in the sky to you. But saints, when I encounter those times, when I feel like, man, it's shady dark these days. Yeah, I feel like I don't. It's just kind of cold and that sort of thing. The Lord is still the sun. The Lord is still shining upon us spiritually, but there are times when he puts his hand over us and he keeps us from, well, the hedge that's around us, you might say, keeps the natural comforts from coming sometimes. But what you can take comfort in is recognizing that when his hand is shielding you from those things that would comfort you naturally, his hand is still there. And it is shielding you because his hand is not shortened. It is protecting you from those things that would distract you from his protection. 
I'm grateful for that. Blessed is the man who trusts in you. Blessed is the one who takes both the warm and sunny days along with the rainy and cloudy and kind of cold days, accepting that the Lord is gracious enough to shade us from the sunny things when we need it. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand, it says in Psalm 121. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night, even if we want that light. He will shield us and shelter us from even the good-feeling things when it's not good for us. Sometimes we need a little bit of darkness to appreciate the light. Not carnality, not sin, no darkness of the spiritual sort, but sometimes we need to be in the darkness and in a little bit of the cool of the shade, cold of the shade even, discomfort and wetness of an overcast day because the Lord is shielding us from something that would draw us away from him. Take comfort and trust the Lord for the shady days, knowing that his hand is upon you yet, and you'll be blessed, child of God, as you trust him.